Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 537, where Drew and myself will be talking about comics originally releasing on October 30th, 2019, the fifth week in October, the fifth release week. But before we get to telling you what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, Drew, do we have any feedback or anything else from our audience or anything else in the world of comics? We do, we do. We, we got some interesting stuff that came in. Um, Wolf wanted to let us know that Marked from Image Comics was a good read. Well-paced for an extra-sized comic. Good bang for the buck. I love didn't read those, it. Did love you read it? extra-sized number ones. No, not yet. I'm behind. Don't go on it. Don't I've been in the woods. It. i got to read it, too. Um, and just Joe said, Thanks. thank the Buddha, Kyle's back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the last solo cast wasn't too bad. Hey. You're getting better, Drew. Just got to put a little more pep in your step. Okay. I'll take drugs. <laughs> uh, Sharky wants to know if we heard that Mark Martin Scorsese doesn't think comic book movies are real cinema. Is this an old man shaking his fist at the clouds, or does he have a point? <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. It's. I mean, it's just. It's. It. I think it's less about the marvel of it all and more about the. We need original writing and original movie things, and I think. The adaptation of Marvel is less of the problem than the you know reboot and sequelization of the movie theaters, or the of movies nowadays. But. It's mostly just an older generation who's big into, originous original cinema. You know, seeing all their records and everything shattered by, you know, glitz, glamour, and comic books. Well, I mean, what did Martin Scorsese ever do a movie that was based on a book? I'm sure. Yeah, I know that one. Is that, is, yeah, is, I mean, is that the, that's, is that okay? I don't know. I know, uh, I think it was that DiCaprio Island one he did was uh, based on a book. I mean, come on. I mean, we've had, we've had, you know, blockbuster action adventure stuff, you know, popcorn movies since Jaws. So yep. he's he's full of crap. And and it's too bad that they're gobbling up all the bandwidth, and you can't see little movies anymore. But yeah. I mean, I understand that, but that's a different story than saying that they're not real movies. They're real movies. Plus, I think by taking a pop shot at this, it's good publicity for, uh, you know, he's just, he's doing the rounds for the Irishman or whatever it is. So I think uh, any any news is good news. So, uh, some yeah. of it, I think he's just poking the bear for fun. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. And yeah, if you, if you work those junkets, I'm mm-hmm. sure you get sick of getting the same questions over and over and over, yeah. over again. Yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, he's an old man. <laughs> uh, Jared says I have a friend who's never read a Batman comic he wants to know where to start is Miller's Dark Knight Returns the best place I don't know Kyle what do you think I mean it only goes down from there so who knows <laughs> that was um, my I think that was my first Batman oh yeah yeah so it was like right around that uh, lonely place of dying uh, killing joke Batman Year One, all around the same time for me. Um, I would say Batman Year One mm-hmm. uh, was probably the easiest on ramp. Yeah, definitely. Um, but 
you know, uh, I don't know. Do you think like the newer things like Hush and stuff are uh, are good for new readers? Yeah, or just grab New Fifty Two and just just jump oh. in. Oh, well, just give them like the Snyder run. Yeah, you'll jump into something original, something you 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 won't recognize from cartoons or cinema or anything else, and it kind of just get you used to Batman writing. But I'd go Year One and then something like that, and then. Uh, That'll kind of kind of break you into the the you know the six issue arc system that is comics and the way Batman's sometimes written and things like that and then uh, after that jump to wherever you want. Yeah, or you could go to some older trades maybe and yeah enjoy it that way. I wouldn't go. But there's a lot and, of crap in older trades. You're gonna hit a lot of. Bleh. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I I, I wouldn't give him um, Tom King's twelve issue nightmare dreamscape. No story arc. No. <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think that's a good on ramp for for Batman comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. So Kyle says New Fifty Two. I'd go back to the late eighties. There you go, and, and go get some of that stuff. I think. I don't think you can go wrong with Dark Knight Returns. It's pretty awesome. No, so, I was gonna say at some point you have to read it. So might as yeah. well start with it. I mean, it's not the Batman you'll read after that, but mm-hmm. it's a pretty darn good Batman. Yeah. Let's see. Alan says, what are your comic book pet peeves? Can be about the books, creators, publishers, the industry, or whatever. Here uh, are co- I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> Here are a couple of mine. Slabbed comics. Set those puppies free, he says. Retailers that offer pull box service but don't give you a discount or an incentive. Um, why would I do that? And characters that die and don't stay dead. I could go on and on, but I want to hear yours. <laughs> Those are pretty good. Those are actually awesome. Kyle, you um, We start with unsolicited minis, where they they, uh, <laughs> they solicit a series and say, jump on this thing, and then you grab the first three, and they're like, by the way, this ends at five, and you're like, son of a... That drives me nuts. Um, I don't like uh, overpriced books, as much uh, Kyle hates them more than I do, but mm-hmm. um, like the ten dollar book, especially, yeah. I don't like the ten dollar comic. Um, I don't like renumbering, rebooting. I was just about re- to say oh, the sorry, artificial yeah. number one. Yep, yep. For no odd reason, hey, we hit twenty six. Time to go back to number one. Yeah, don't. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I don't like taking a writer who did a decent book. And then putting them on four books, and then <laughs> and then instead of like having three or four people writing three or four books, um, I'd rather do that. So that bugs me. Events um, that span thirty different books, um, that disrupt thirty different titles. Yeah, that I nobody asked for. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's dumb. Good call there. I, I mean, I really like your characters that die and don't stay dead. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, but I don't hate slab comics, but I do. I I get it. You know, it's not really what the what the deal is. I I I don't like six issue stories. Mm. I th- I think they could make better stories shorter or just publish trades. So I'm not a big fan of that. Hiatuses. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of hiatuses either. Good one. That's a good one. Let's see. Let's see, from the comic book shop, I'm thinking, trying to think. I, I, I don't like the fans 
who get up in arms because the character currently being written by a new writer is not the character that they read 45 years ago and they're whining around about it because it's tweaked for the new because the new writer changed it just a little bit mm-hmm. and it upsets them so much and they can't take it I hate those people those are my people I hate it when <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see I'm trying to think of what I hate about comic book shops and <laughs> I don't I don't hate it when they change uh, ethnicity or gender on a comic book for a little while they always change it back so um, I don't mind it when they do that I hate it when it's an obvious you know yeah I hate it when it's stupid it's done for stupid reasons you I mean we but we loved it during super superior spider-man yeah that was awesome how they got there was completely stupid but once they were there it was really well done I'm glad <laughs> they went there yeah, but, so I, you know, I like to, I like them to explore that sort of stuff. But a mind swap is yeah. just yeah, that was dumb. I I don't like artists that can't get a book done in one one month. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's pretty pathetic. Either a writer or an artist, you really should do something else. <laughs> if you can't if you can't do your job in one month, <laughs> that's awesome. Or just do covers. Just be art germ. Can't everybody just be Art Germ? Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of pet peeves, man, and I think that we're is. just scratching the surface. Yeah. Which, I can, I'm which, thinking of I that. mean, it's coming off like, do we even like comics? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Uh, but, yeah, pet, I guess if something that you're that, that you like so much and you're that passionate about, it really uh, generates some uh, vitriol as well, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I bet you our listeners have pet peeves. Absolutely. If you'd like to share your pet peeves, send us three. <laughs> send us, send us your top three pet peeves. Yeah. Uh, email us uh, comics for fun and profit at gmail dot com, or you can go to our website comicsfunprofit dot com and find all our links to all our social media on Twitter, f- Facebook, or Instagram, and let us know that way if you prefer. Um, your donate donations do keep this podcast going, so please give. We'll put a link in the show notes on how you can give us a donation in the uh, uh, the old PayPal if you feel like it. Um, we'll figure out another way that you can give give us money if you'd like to. Um, if that doesn't work for you, but you we take, appreciate. Do you take Bitcoin, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a couple Bitcoin. I know. My biggest wish pet peeve I... with LCS is as well. Um, Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, not not just something that's expensive doesn't make it a wall book. Get the stupid books off the wall. I mean, a wall book should be a, a, a good book. Yeah, that's true. Drives me nuts. Uh, the, the, sometimes it's like, issue 78 of yeah. uh, Batman, where nothing actually happened. It was like part two of a story, but it's up there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. You're right. You're 100% right on that. Stupid LCSs. Stupid LCSs. What's wrong with them? Um, hey, man, we got our we got our Comic Con numbers, and let's see how we did. I can't remember what we said. <laughs> I I can I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Um, you said over two hundred fifty thousand, and I said over two hundred thousand. Yes, or under two two fifty. Mm-hmm. You're right. 
for Spawn. Yeah. Two, it was 262000 for Spawn to take the top spot. Uh, you said the top six would be over 100000 I said uh-huh. the top seven, so I got that one. Crap. It was the top seven. Um, Spider-Man. winners. What is it? We're both winners. Both winners, really, yeah. Um, Spider-Man, number one, the J.J. Abrams book, that's finished in second place. Did 156,000. Um, so that, that was a bit of a surprise. Um, you know, kind of, it was a little under the radar and got lost in, there was a lot of Spider-Man going on mm-hmm. and a lot of other things happening with House of X and everything. So I was surprised it, it was able to do that well. Um, then we have House of X, Powers of X, uh, four and five. Five actually doing better than four. Yeah, uh, which I thought was pretty neat. Um, Five's the end of it, right? It was a five issue, or wait, what was the? Was that the end of it? Yeah. Um, uh, fives uh, did one hundred thirty-nine thousand, one hundred thirty-seven thousand, and Powers did. No, I'm sorry. House and Powers five did. Yes, I was right the first time. Four <laughs> issue fours did one hundred twenty-seven and one hundred nineteen thousand for the House of X, which was the lowest one on there, and weird, weird uh, disparity um, when you look at it. Yeah, God, uh, yeah, Doomsday Clock number eleven, the penultimate. I just heard that Gary Frank has submitted his inks uh, for the final issue, so. Uh, it was right around the bend before the end of the year. We're going to get uh, the final issue. Good, excited about that. Uh, but this one did one hundred fifteen thousand, so people are still buying it, even though they got to wait a long time. Um, so they're not they're not peeved that peeved about the delays. Uh, Absolute Carnage at rank eight did ninety five thousand, so just didn't quite uh, break the hundred thousand mark. Uh, deceased. A Good Day to Die, number one, did 90,000. Harleen uh, rounded out the top 10 with 84,000. Um, what was missing from up there? The uh, the Batman ongoing out of the top 10, but just barely. Uh, 78 did 80,000, and 79 did 61,000. So quite Not a bad. drop. I'm, I'm guessing there's some kind of cover deal going on, so there's probably another cover for... Yeah. For seventy nine, that's down further, and um, they didn't merge it for whatever reason, because you know they make this stuff up as they go along. <laughs> also, but you know, normally amazing is is in that top ten, but not now. It's down to rank seventeen and around sixty five thousand, so it fell a little bit. No Walking Dead to look for. Um, so, what strikes your fancy in this top uh, selling comics list? Let's see here. I'm taking a quick look at the Aftershock books. Cause we've got uh, the new one, Midnight Vista, did 6,000. Uh, Dark Red's down to four with its sixth issue. Baby Teeth limping to the finish line with yeah. uh, 3,000. Bad Reception, second issue, is already at 3,000. Um Animosity. I'm not sure when that end is coming, but I'm hoping it's soon. It's it's under three thousand now, and Descendants' fifth issue is um, below fifteen hundred. So that's that's too bad. Um, wow! Book... What is going on with DC? Shazam Seven was fourteen weeks late. Yeah, that sounds about right. 
Second Coming, uh, the Mark Russell book. It's uh, continuing to do pretty well for a back half book. It's it's almost at ten thousand with its third issue, so that's it's maintaining or maybe even growing a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of back half books, at rank fifty seven from Boom Studios, something is killing the children. Thirty three thousand in sales. That's amazing. That's awesome. Um, was that the first issue? Yeah. Wow. And then we have Valiant coming in here at rank 38. Bloodshot number one, the relaunch of Bloodshot. Uh, 2019 relaunch, 41,000 sales from Valiant. That's pretty darn good, too. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that that something is killing children really surprises me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what's in future still doing well. Yep. At, at 27,000. It's solid. Um, Boom's got some solid sellers. It's It, it kind of deserves that premier publisher title. Absolutely. And here at rank 54, we have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ongoing from IDW. Um, at, at issue 98 is up to 34,000. Actually going down a bit from 97 that we have. So I'm curious to see what that will spike to when the uh, 100th issue comes out. Outside of Black Hammer, Dark Horse doesn't really have much to to show for itself. Um, a bunch of books around four or five thousand, mm-hmm. six thousand. Nothing really breaking out. Take a look at, at DC when we get below twenty thousand. Um, Inferior Five debuted below twenty thousand, uh, which isn't good. Um, Batman, Superman. Oh, that's the second. That's the that's the cardstock version. Mm-hmm. So that, that see that stuff drives me crazy. Yeah. Uh, rank eighty seven. Drew Moon Knight's annual twenty four thousand. Mm, not great. No, but that's why it's not an ongoing. Yeah. Um, the Catwoman ongoing, Aquaman ongoing, Terrifics, um, all around fourteen thousand. Batman Beyond, 14,000. That's not good. Man, wasn't Black Cat number one just gigantic? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was huge. Number four is already down to 25,000. Wow. It wasn't. I mean, the writing's not fantastic. No. Um, we've got some other. We've got, we've got a Supergirl, Batgirl. Um, those are both at... 11,000 they're both under 12,000 like uh, they they've they got to cancel those right i would think i mean nightwing's barely above 20,000 it's 21,736 i mean would would you keep supergirl and batgirl going under 12,000 i wonder if those no. are card stocks maybe those are card stocks i hope that's a that's really bad yeah wow Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen at number three, only eighteen, less than twenty thousand people on that. It is losing um, around twenty percent per month. Mm. Wonder where is uh, Lois? Lois Lane. I don't know. Lost her. Right up here at rank ninety-one, it's the third issue of Lois Lane, twenty-three thousand seven twenty-eight. Vampirella still does, still seems to sell well for Dynamite. Well, Vampirella, Red Sonia, um, don't lose those two because they don't have much left. Yeah. Dynamite, be careful. IDW, um, TMNT seems to be heating up as it's getting closer to 100. It's 34,000. 
didn't hear me say that whole diatribe on that. No. Did oh. you say that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I should really listen when you're talking. <laughs> we both choose to tune each other out for a little bit. Now, that Napoleon Dynamite, I really liked that. I was surprised how much I liked that. And it only sold, it didn't quite sell 8,000. If two more people would have bought it, it would have sold 8,000 copies. Drew, we, uh, we at Comics for Fun and Profit were pretty heavy on, uh, for Image Comics, the White Trees book. Yeah. Of course, just two issues from Chip Zdarsky. Um, issue two only selling 10,300, so there are only 10,000 complete copies of White Trees 1 and 2 in existence. Yeah, you've got a couple of them in your sweaty little fellows, don't you? <laughs> yes, my sweaty hands. That must be these must be reorder activities. I can't really tell. Mm. After, there. You talk about you talked about you are obsolete, right? Oh, I missed that one. Uh, at rank two hundred and sixty three from Aftershock, you are obsolete. Number one, six thousand six ninety two. Not bad. Uh uh-uh. uh And Midnight Vista number one, six thousand two ninety. So both of those right around the same spot. Ugh, faithless ending with its sixth issue at all, only six thousand for that last issue. Still, that's, I mean, it's pretty good for a backup book. Very true. All right. There's so much Marvel uh, reorder activity down here. Yeah. Some Oni stuff that's reared its ugly head, but it's all Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, that first um, Butcher Queen, that mm-hmm. was our pick of the week. I got it right here, Red 5 Comics. Yep, 1,922. Hard to get your hands on. Yeah, not a lot of them out there. Uh, that's about it, I think. It yeah, jumps out to me. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. Um, everything else is just eh. Just eh? Just eh. Well, then let's shoot over to the old FOC. Of course, the FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last opportunity if we want to add some things to our order, subtract some things, see some different art, or make some different decisions, or perhaps we weren't in the right frame of mind at that previous. So we get a nice little curated FOC list this evening, or whenever you're listening to this, and they are, of course, due by Midday Monday. If your local comic book shops lets you do FOC, and that is a part of that, uh, of course, our local wouldn't, so we reach out to Calabunga, who's always happy to help us out with a nice little curated list from Eric here, and the ability to modify our order up until halfway through Monday. Of course, Eric has a few things that he likes to point out when he sends us the FOC, and the first thing he's talking about is Batman White Knight presents Von Freeze number one. It's our good friend Sean Murphy. Uh, looks pretty good. I like that. Is he doing the art and the writing? Uh, the internals are by Klaus Jansen. That's pretty cool. Uh, second thing he's talking about is Tales from the Dark, Dark Multiverse, Infinite Crisis number one. We have Annihilation, Scourge Alpha, Matthew Rosenberg writing that from Marvel. And also from Marvel we have uh, the relaunch of Deadpool yet again, Deadpool number one. Written by Kelly Thompson, with art by Chris Bacalo. We're really relaunching Deadpool again? Of course, we need six per year. I don't understand. But Drew and I will dig a little deeper into the FOC. We will see what we can find. So Drew, let's start in Dark Horse. Mm. Nothing really worth adding there? Nope. 
and down to DC. Man, that Arlene, the third of our uh, Arlene Black Label. Uh, let's see, what's the uh, Green Lantern 85? Who's, who's that the first of? Green Lantern 85. Oh, that's the Junkie cover. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, that's worth getting. Add that. That's an ad. I was just talking about this the other day. You want that? You want to own that? Yes. Yeah, that's Neil Anderson, right? Neil Adams. Neil Adams. Neil Anderson. I don't know who that yep. is. Denny O'Neill on the writing with John yeah. Broom. And then a Neil Adams cover. The shocking truth about jugs. I could have swore I had this at one time. Really? That's dope. Mm. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I do anymore. So. Green Lantern eleven, or no? I'm sorry, eighty five, nineteen seventy one. And we got He Man and the Masters of the Multiverse. Uh, hmm. Infected Scarab. What's that? What is Infected Scarab? Dennis Hopeless, Freddie Williams the second, David is that, Marquez. Uh, is that a uh, a deceased version? You're you're the villain. Mm, it's a Blue Beetle thing. Batman Who Laughs. So it's, yeah, from the Batman Who Laughs. It's them all getting dead. Yep, you're right. Out of Batman, Superman, and Year of the Villain. Which I'm not paying very much attention to. There's the aforementioned um, Jimmy Olsen, which, you know, didn't it get expanded from a 6 to a 12, or was it always a 12? It was always a 12. Yeah, so... By the time we get to 12, if it drops 20% each time, ooh, it's going to be in trouble. <laughs> the uh, network, or the uh, Netflix, oh, I moved off of DC, never mind, hold on. That's that. all right. That's uh, all the right. Netflix series Glow is getting their own. Well, they've already had it. Oh, that's right. This is the versus baby face. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, they've had one already. At least one. We done an image yet. Yeah, we're down damage because I'm not finding anything I care too much about an IDW. Heart attack. Uh, it's a Skybound book. I don't remember it very well. It's Sean Kittleson, Michael Garland. Oh God, the Kittleson guy did Mortal Kombat 11, and Eric said. Zawalski did the dregs in Eternal. Gene therapy has saved Americans from disease only to give birth to variants. People with powers so unique the government denies their human rights, but a rebellion has begun. Ah, I gotta check and see if I got this on order. I might need to get this one. Interesting. That seems like, that seems like my type of book. Yeah. We got the uh, uh, second print of Marked, number one. As well as number two, we got a different cover on that uh, Marked. Oh, I know why I don't read Mark. It's it's Haberlin. I don't like him. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, he's a nice guy. I I don't like his books normally. That's probably that's why I didn't read it. <laughs> that's awesome. He does this weird um, art style. that's like computer generated or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. Got Olympia number one. 
uh, Kurt Pyers. Who we know from Weird. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, Alex Diotto and D. Cunniff. It's a a latchkey kid who spends his days reading comic books until his favorite superhero comes crashing off the page and into reality. It sounds like a familiar premise, doesn't it? Uh, Olympia is a meditation on hope and loss conceived by Curtis Pyers and his father, Tony Pyers, while Tony was undergoing treatment for cancer. Interesting. Might have to check into that one, too. I don't know if... That doesn't sound like I ordered it, either. Uh-uh. And this is, of course, a double-sized first issue, which is something we love. We love it. Love it. Third issue of Safe Sex... Uh, first issue was good. Haven't read the second one yet. I think it's out this week. And on to Marvel. Wakey, wakey. I'm a little bit yawny today, but I shall persevere. 2099 Alpha, number one. This is Nick Spencer writing it. Um, it's a 2099 like primer, I guess. It's a wicked, uh, it's a bright cover. Events of Amazing Spider-Man have been leading to this for months. Yeah, really? I've been reading it. I don't, I don't remember any, anything leading to it. I must not have been paying attention. Something is happening in 2099 that spans Nueva, New York, and beyond and will shake up the official Marvel future forever. This is not a drill. Going to be some first appearances of 2099 characters in here, you think? Maybe. I would say so. Another thing I hate in comics... Uh, this Alpha Number One has an eight-part connecting variant. Oh, come on now, people! Ouch! I'm gonna keep track of all that crap. Maybe I get that one. Absolute. Okay, so wait. Hold on a second. Absolute Carnage Number Five, and we have an action figure variant. But that action figure variant is classified. Hmm. What does that mean? I don't know, but I'm intrigued. They just don't have the cover yet, and there's. Well, Norm, it, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a, so easy as just saying we don't have this cover or cover unavailable. It's like it's it's legit saying classified. Oh, so you open the cover for the interior cover. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. or it's in a bag. Or they just can't tell you. Or maybe it's a character. We're getting a new character in this in this fifth one. And that that the that's the action figure that we're getting. Yes. Uh, huh. That's a hell of a reach, man. I don't know. Yes. Also um, correct. How confident are you in that summation? Am I two ninety nine confident? Are you Are you confident? It. Yeah, for the good folks, uh, they might have to pay four ninety nine for this. Well, at that point, you can look at it in your hot little hand and make a decision for yourself. But I think it's something special. I think you want to get that action figure variant that they're holding a little close to their vest. Okay. All right. Let's see. So yeah, there's there's Amazing Spider-Man 34. That's 20.99. That's too much money. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> so. Uh, 
chance we had to rely on Peter from McGillan, Victor Von Doom. Hmm. Hmm. I do like Doom as a bad guy. Anything I can get with Doctor Doom. Did you enjoy the first issue of Doctor Doom, or did you get a chance to read that one? Didn't yet? get a chance to read that one. It's a good one. I think I got that one coming. Here are all of our Deadpools. I didn't. Not as many. Little restraint. Ah. Surprised. Yeah. Nifty little David Finch cover there. Fantastic Four also has twenty ninety nine. Yeah, there's stuff going on I've kind of missed out on somehow. Yeah. Hmm. Spider-Verse 2. 75th Star Wars. I forgot to check on Star Wars sales uh, before. I wonder how it's doing. Nope, nope, nothing there. Down to boom. Yeah, what's this heartbeat thing? It's got an FOC exclusive variant by... Uh, Mirka and Dolpha, which is usually she's I like I like her stuff so, but I can't see it, uh, which is a bummer. But the regular cover looks kind of nice. Yeah, it's crazy. This is about Eva, a high school outcast who finds herself witness to a horrible secret. The most popular boy in school enjoys the taste of blood and will kill to get his hands on it. Got a Brian Azzarello blurb on the cover. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Man, it's a nice cover, eh? But I can't see the Mirko and Dolfo. But that's FOC. Eh. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Think about that one, too. There you go. Once and future. Yeah, third issue in a, went to a second printing already. So, um, four is probably also hot. Yeah. <laughs> Got an FOC exclusive for Something is Killing Children, number three. Is that Marcos Martin? Uh, it says it's a Martin variant, but it lists Werther Del Adera as the cover artist. I can't, I don't recognize that as a Marcos Martin art style. So I'm not going to jump out on a limb on that one. Money Shot 2, we talked about Money Shot last week. Of course, the Tim Seeley, Sarah Beatty written Sexy Space yeah. Romp. I hadn't heard of her before, so I follow her now on social media, and she is hilarious. Oh, is she? That's awesome. Yes, very funny. And not that tough on the eyes. <laughs> Let's see, nothing from Vault, really. Dynamite new. That's all I got. I think that's, I think that's it. That's it. Good stuff though. Yeah, nice little stuff in the FOC. I'm curious if our new releases will be that packed with cool things. <laughs> well, there's only one way to find it. Oh no, wait. We got to go to the cover price top ten first. Yeah. I got ahead of myself. Um, the cover price top 10. This is uh, comics uh, that are selling on eBay. Uh, this is compiled on the 23rd of October, so right off the presses by our good friends at coverprice.com. First one is Spider Man Unlimited number one, the first appearance of Shriek, who will be in the second Venom movie. It is selling 
uh, for $18 on average. And if you got a graded one, you can get 75 bucks out of it. Uncanny. How many, how many of that sold? 156 of the Spider-Man Unlimited Limited sold this week. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncanny X-Men 467 uh, sold 29 issues of it this week. Uh, just 9.44 average for that. The 9.8s are going for 181 dollars, and this is the first appearance of the Shi'ar Death Commandos. So money tells me. <laughs> that you grab those Uncanny X-Men 467s yeah. for $10 and you gra- you slab them. Because there's a huge markup for the for the graded versions. Holy smokes. And why do we care about Shi'ar Death Commandos, Kyle? Do you know? Uh, no, because I don't even know who Shi'ar Death Commandos are. Yeah, I missed something. Uh, uh, something from the Powers and House of X, maybe? Secret elite military units composed of various alien warriors that come from the Shi'ar Empire. The hopes the Phoenix Phoenix Force. Uh, X Men One Eighty Eight, the first appearance of Serafina, selling for seven bucks. Twenty people bought it this week. Uh, Spawn Number One, this continues to sell very well. Uh, it's creeping up there to $16 for the first issue. There's only about a million or two of these out there in the wild, so you should be able to find one if you want one. But if you got a 9.8, you got 100 bucks. House of X5, um, it's just hot. It's selling above cover. 26 of them sold. Uh, Monstrous number one. I got two or three it, of those sitting around. Yeah, uh, it's uh, coming to HBO. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, but it, it's still a hot book. It was an underordered book back then, selling on average fit for fifty bucks. Twenty one of them sold. Uh, the nine eight uh, slabbed book sells for one hundred and fifty. First, first Nova, um, Nova number one. Uh, since it's going to get a a movie. Do we think it's going to get a movie, or is it going to get a show on Disney Plus? Probably Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, it's sixty dollars on average. But I, I actually think Nova's going to end up <clears throat> in the actual MCU movies with uh, Shield heading towards space and converting to that. We're going to have to run into Nova at some point. And Nova's a pretty good stand-in for Spider-Man. Yeah. Youngish kid, you know, type of thing. So Only space-based. Only space-based, yeah. Graded average is $300 for that, though. Man, another good one. Hulk 181, one of the granddaddy grails. Uh, it's sold for about $2,000 on average. Uh, an an eight point slab sold for thirty two thirty three. Sixteen of them sold this week, and uh, it's a beautiful book. If you can get the first appearance of Wolverine or second, depending on your opinion. Uh, X Men Annual number fourteen, the first appearance of Gambit in a cameo role, uh, sold selling for twenty five dollars. And 19 of them sold this week. A 9.6 sold for $66. It's 
So that seems like an affordable one. And if Gambit is going to be a breakout mutant in a future property, mm-hmm. might be a good investment there. Uh, people love this great take on Harley. 24 of them moved on eBay for slightly above cover. Um, so Harley number one made cracked cracked the top 10. I'm, I'm surprised. A choice by us, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's a good one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully you have some of those and, you're, and you've got them cheap and you can sell them high. Let's head to the sneak peek time. Sneak peek, of course. We're going to head over to previewsworld.com, find new releases, find October 30th, 2019. And let's see what we have in image. And holy crap, Chrononauts Future Shock number one has all kinds of covers. My goodness. Well, they, they released all four issues. That's right. I see that. Simultaneously on the same day. Um, I wasn't sure why at first, and so I had to look it up. Because he signed with Netflix, he wanted to emulate the Netflix model of, of a bingeable show dropping. Um, so you can read all four issues on the same day, buy all four issues on the same day. Um, but you can also do that when you release an OGN or the trade. You just, <laughs> just put a trade out. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of dumb. Um, but he got me talking about it, yeah. and we'll see how it goes. What would if you walked into a comic shop, and all four issues of a comic, the complete miniseries are out. One, two, three, four. Uh, are you gonna? Is it sticker shock? Because you got to pay twelve. No, what, issue sixteen dollars. Issue four is six dollars. You got to pay more than that. The price on the last issue. I'm so out. So you got to. You got to pay almost twenty dollars then for that whole story. You can't even. Should would you just would you still sample the first issue? Now, I know you, Chrononauts, so or are we talking something different? Because I, I loved Chrono, the first Chrononauts. Oh, you loved Chrononauts? Oh yeah, Chrononauts. We we both loved Chrononauts. If you remember correctly, I, I liked it. No, we loved it. But it's a sequel, correct? So, I guess since it's a known entity, that makes it different than an unknown entity. Correct. That's what you're saying. Yes, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the art style a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I, if I like the ending. That being said, I'm out. That being said, you're still out. So you walk in, you're like, eh, I, I don't mind buying something every month, but I don't want to buy all at once in one week. Yeah, don't presume I'm I'm all in for your stuff. Come on now. Bait and switch. Take me on a couple dates here. Okay. Like okay. I mean, that's not how comics work, right? I, we, don't, we don't do it this way. Correct. These are that's how OGNs work. Correct. You want to put the whole big story out? It's an OGN. That's the rules. You gotta follow the rules, We're trying. man. We're trying to change the way things would go. Yeah. Dark horse. I, I'm sure this is a one time thing just for uh, publicity yeah. and it won't be repeated, but we'll see. Nothing in Dark Horse. Manor Black is on its fourth of four. Yeah. Down to IDW. Nothing. Fifth week on some of these things. We have TMNT 99 here. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, I love I love the Eastman cover, but it, it's it's an $8 book. Yeah. $8 book right before uh, number 100 comes out. 
Which was it? It wasn't that much, was it? No. Was was one hundred an eight dollar book? I don't think so. It must have been. It had to have been. Yeah. Down to DC. Basket. I'm really looking forward to yeah yeah. Bas- I'm looking forward to that. Basket full of heads, Joe mm. Hill. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait to get into these uh, Hill books. I think they're going to be fun. And have we had this the annual conversation? I I I think they should spread out the annuals. Yeah, I'm with you. It really it really drives me crazy when there's five or six annuals coming out in the same week. Mm-hmm. Because what annuals have become are nice, solid, lengthy, standalone stories normally. And so it's fun to, if you're not reading a book, mm-hmm. to pick up an annual because it's usually pretty Self- accessible. Yeah, self-contained. Self-contained story. You can sample that character and see if you want to get back into it. But when you put five or six of them out in the same week, who's going to sample that many? No. I don't think annuals are... I don't think they should look at annuals as just being for the people that already read the book. I think they should look at them as specials. I'm with you. It it, it makes me... They've got Wonder Woman, Nightwing, Batman... I guess they just have three. But... Still, <laughs> still, and an Aquaman giant, so it's kind of like that. Oh, and there's Batman and the Outsiders, so there's yeah, it's like four or five. I was not wrong. You were not. You were on the right track before you got sidetracked. <laughs> Second Harleen, first Joker killer smile. That's your boy Lemire. Yeah, I, I think they did a lot of Joker stuff. They're really cashing in, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Of course, they would have had to have had this stuff in the pipeline already. But. Yeah. Uh, this Last God, Book of the Fellowship, Book One of the Fellowship Chronicles. Um, What is this? I don't know. It's a black label book? Yeah, it seems odd. I don't think, yeah, it is black label. Um, I don't, I, it's a dark fantasy from writer Philip Kennedy Johnson, who did Last Sons of America and Warlords of Appalachia. I did like that. Yeah. Uh, um, for Ricardo Federica, who did a metal, an Aquaman. Ah, I, I just, just kind of. So Black Label is basically Vertigo now. That's is yeah, that, that's what I is that what's happening? I, 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 I don't. Yeah. Oh. But also, they're taking mainline superhero books and doing. And doing fun stuff with yeah. them. So it's a reimagined Vertigo, I guess. Yeah. Like the brand the brand had been um, besmirched beyond repair. So they abandoned it and then say, we're going to just we'll do new imprints with this young animal, Hill House books, and then we'll throw stuff at Black Label, um, see if we can sell stuff better than we could sell it as a Vertigo book. I think that's a good plan. There you go. Let's see if we go. let's see if it works. See how we can do it. Uh, we got Sandman Universe Special Hellblazer number one, which is this a, a new Hellblazer series? Then, size Spurrier, good boy. Oh, it's just a one shot. Just a one shot. Tales from the multiverse or the dark multiverse. Death of Superman number one. 
I don't understand what we're doing here. Dark Mirror Multiverse takes on the highest selling comic book event of all time, the death of Superman, in a broken world much like our own, Lois Lane, twisted by rage and grief, becomes the eradicator and takes revenge on those who let Superman die. Becomes the eradicator? Huh. Is that, is that something that we know of any anywhere else? Mm-mm. The Eradicator? Yeah. I don't think I know that storyline. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Eradicator is the given name of four different fictional comic book characters appearing in books published by DC. Interesting. He's got a little Google window just right up there that you're just re- at the ready all the time, or is that just your brain? Nope, just put... Click the tab, copy paste. <laughs> I'm done with DC. If you are, see what Marvel has for us. Final Dead Man Logan. Wow, that's been really fun. I'm excited for the end. And look, they didn't put, they didn't jack up the price. Last issue, and still only three ninety nine. Uh, uh. Doctor Strange Annual. We have Fantastic Four doing these grand design two part books. Ed Pisker still? Tom uh, Squally. Scioli. Scioli. No. No. In the authorship tradition made famous by Ed Pisker. Yeah. And so somebody else is going to do it? Yeah, and Pisker's doing, uh, I think he he was doing a, yeah, he's got a cover. He's doing the B cover. Hmm. Can it be I, done? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess you know if you're a super fan of that character group, right? Yeah. Then you are the expert on that character, and you would be the one to be able to do that. But to call it grand is, I guess, I guess that's a brand. Grand design is a brand. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, um, or or even even Spider Man Grand Design that'd be fun. Who's gonna do that one? Oh man! Of course, there's so many Spider Man books we don't need anymore. There you go. Red Goblin, Red Death number one, and we have a Chris Daughtry, Ron Garney uh, wraparound variant. And Chris Daughtry, the singer, as in the, yeah, yeah, he did a uh, the. Uh, Superman 50 cover as well, if I remember correctly, for New oh, 52. Yeah. That's right. Might be something for fans to look at. It's a good-looking cover as well. Ron Garney. Helping Ron out. Garney. Probably doing the heavy lifting. There you go. A lot of annuals. Golly. Is it is October the the annual month? I guess so. And the uh, final Silver Surfer Black, bringing that thing in for a landing. Wicked Tradmore cover A. Even if it's a fifth week thing, yeah, right, yeah. I mean, there are four fifth weeks. I don't know. I, I guess you can't spread out that. <laughs> I guess. I guess if you got forty characters, you. you you got to put four or five. Yeah, all right. Maybe it's a maybe they limit it to a fifth week thing, and that's when they jam all their an, their annuals. Yeah. 
man, it's really eating me up. It sticks in my craw, Kyle. It really does. You're, you're not going to let this go, are you? I am now. I'm done. <laughs> I said my piece. That's all I see from Marvel. Yep. Nothing much for me for Dynamite either. No. No, nope. Don't see anything there. Into Boom. Ugh, we have an $8 number one, so I'm not even going to click on it. And it's not even, you know, it's a new volume of something that exists. Yeah. Moving down to our smaller publishers. Monster Planet. This is a Zenoscope book. You don't care for Zenoscope, but I kind of like them. Oh, yeah? What should I like about them? I just think the stories are usually pretty unique. Uh um, And the art's uh, usually pretty fun and crazy and colorful. What else is there to like about comics? There you go. We have It's Alive comics with Pink Lemonade number one. Ooh, that looks neat. Nick what is Agnetti, it about? Mysterious past, colorful costume, altruistic, nomad lifestyle. It's all pretty cool. Pink Lemonade dreams of doing big things. She just wants to be good and help where she can, but things don't always work out the way that we plan. And soon Pink Lemonade finds herself in jail after a big misunderstanding with some cops while trying to help a child. And just when you think she's sunk, a powerful man man shows up with a good offer she may not be able to refuse. But is it too good to be true? A story full of both fun and mystery. Readers are sure to get lost in her strange, action-packed adventures. Nice. We got a relaunch from Avatar, Warrior Nun Dora. It's a Netflix original series. And we launches this summer for readers of all kinds with a new nun and a new attitude. So I guess there was a Warrior Nun book already. Uh, is that the same thing with Roku here from uh, Valiant? Is that new? I don't know. Right, I think it's Colin Bunn. How many lives must the lethal assassin Rose Roku take in her first series? Killing her way around the globe, the deadly weapon called Roku will face a challenge she simply cannot execute. Let's take a look at Wolvenheart from Mad Cave Studios. Written by Mark London with art by Alejandro Geraldo. And get this mashup. We've got legendary Professor Van Helsing okay. leading, leading an organization that monitors anomalies in the space-time continuum. So we got some time travel going on. Um, we got the group being infiltrated and decimated by a cabal of history's most infamous villains, led by notorious, notorious serial killer Elizabeth Bathory. Um, Sterling Cross is the organization's most prolific monster slayer, winds up trapped in an alternative reality where his only choice is to fight his way through time and change the course of history. I mean... A lot going on there, yeah. There's a lot going on there. Uh, do you think the first one will be like, the first issue will be so much exposition trying to explain yeah. this world? Just, who is everybody again? What, okay, who's all the moving parts? But if it's not, and if it's done well, it might be super fun. There you go. Anything I else, know, sure? I, 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 don't, I, 
I don't know, man. I'm really leaning towards that book. Well, this is where you put your money where your mouth is. Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I ask you for your pick of the week. What's the one thing to make sure you head to your LCS this coming Wednesday? Make sure you get signed, sealed, bagged, boarded, delivered to yourself. What is it? Well, I'm going to lean away from the chrononauts. So I think I'm going to go with the old Wolven Heart. Is that what, what is that? What is it? Wolven Heart, yeah. Wolven Heart. Mad right. Cave. Then I will yeah. simply sneak up to Joe Hill's Basketful of Heads number one from DC like Black it. Label Comics. I think that's a really good choice. Yeah. You know what? We're, we're pretty great. good at this sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. And we Not have every a, time. We have a Joshua Middleton cover B um, that I am, for the first time in a while, while I'm going to say let's get that cover B because it just looks darn good. Ooh, he's off the... Uh cover a train yeah i'm a big fan of the cover a. i mean you're paying an extra dollar this is a card stock here but oh, you're getting okay. that quality and uh I, you know i just want to see you have it in your hot little hand good stuff drew and myself would like to thank you for traveling with us through uh the fifth week of october um if you disagree with our picks for the pick of the week this week uh, make sure you shoot us a line be part of the podcast anything on our twitter's our Facebooks, our Instagrams, Gmail account, all this stuff can be found at comicsfunprofit.com. Be part of the podcast. Send us in what you're thinking. Make sure you send us your top three comic book pet peeves at the uh, uh, at the moment. We want to hear exactly what your guys' pet peeves are as well. See what our listeners think if they agree with us on this. I want to thank you so much for coming along with us. So for Drew and for myself, see ya. Trick or treat. Trick or treat.